What is going on, Nets fans? It is, as always, your boy, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Bridge to the Nets podcast right here on the Basketball Podcast Network, your number one stop to get everything you need to know about your Brooklyn Nets. I hope you guys, as always, are having a fantastic, great whatever positive term you want to use day while you're listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys as always for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. You know, as always, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. This podcast episode and everything we do here at the basketball podcast network are sponsored by our wonderful friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Guys mentioned it before, but I've mentioned it again, you know, college football is underway NFL is now officially underway, especially if you guys are listening to this on Friday. We just had our first game between the Rams and the Bills last night. But this upcoming weekend is the first official, you know, full slate of games. It's going to be awesome. And obviously, Major League Baseball playoffs are coming up very, very soon. And DraftKings is giving you unbelievable opportunities left and right to get huge cash prizes and I'll let you in on an offer later on in this episode. So make sure you stick around for that as well. But when you, you know, if you are excited about these opportunities and if you're interested in joining DraftKings, here's what you do. Go to DraftKings right now. You sign up, use our promo code TPPN. And as always, you tell them that Neil Villapiano sent you also this podcast episode and everything we do here again at the basketball podcast podcast network excuse me are sponsored by our other wonderful friends at raycon and when you go and check out when you get your wireless and you know stress-free earphones that fit into your ears so perfectly when you go to check out use our promo code tppn to get 15 percent off your order it's a deal so i've mentioned it before and i'll mention it later it's a deal don't want to miss out on. So again, for both of these, use our promo code TPPN. You get some promo codes to start with your DraftKings account, as well as getting some really good headphones at Raycon. We're giving you guys great offers, by the way. So make sure you do both of those. And again, thank you to DraftKings and Raycon for sponsoring the Bridge to the Nets podcast. So folks, we, as always, we got a bunch to talk about here. We're going to for the most part, kind of talk about rumors. There's obviously a big one that we will talk about and it involves a potential center um, that I did mention in the last episode. Uh, actually, one of the centers that I mentioned uh, as a free agent is actually now uh, off the um, off the market. And I'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, we're also going to talk about some of the Nets uh, NBA 2K23 ratings. Uh, we definitely know what KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons are going to be ranked. And then they actually gave us the entire list of currently all of the players that are on the Nets and what their ranking will be going into the season. And then we're going to talk about somebody that I've mentioned before with regards to potentially him coming to Brooklyn and being a part of the Nets and talking about does it actually make sense for the Nets to go after this guy and does it make sense for this player to come to Brooklyn. So, as always, guys, we have a bunch to get to here on the Bridge to the Nets podcast. So let's not waste any more time and tip this one off. So we'll start first with the big rumor, and it involves Miles Turner of the Indiana Pacers, who the Nets uh, have 
definitely shown interest in in the past. They the a lot of people have rumored, and when it comes to Miles Turner finally being moved away from Indiana to go somewhere, the Nets are one of those uh, big destinations that uh, they feel would be a really good fit. So. In a conversation with the Athletics' David Aldridge and Marcus Thompson on the Athletic NBA show, great show, by the way, Winfield shared his concerns with the injury-riddled guard playing long minutes at center, noted that Nick Claxton may not be ready to start and that the Nets are currently looking for centers and even mentioned one player the Nets are targeting. And uh, he would go on to say, quote, I think that A, we are going to see Nick Claxton start, or B, the Nets are going to use that mid-level or trade for another center. I'm pretty sure they are still trying to trade for a center. I'm not sure who at this point Winfield said. I've heard Miles Turner, but I guess we'll find out if they're actually able to. So, again, this doesn't really say anything from the sense of the Nets are working on a deal for Miles Turner. My personal opinion is that the Nets have probably talked to Indiana in the past, maybe even as recently as, you know, this past week about working on a deal. And I talked about it. I think it was in the last episode I talked about, you know, Bleacher Report's idea about trading, I think, Joe Harris, uh, Dayron Sharp and a first round pick for uh, Miles Turner. I, I don't know if Indiana would take a deal like that. Um, I don't know if they feel like they would want more or whatever the case may be, but considering the Nets are in a win now scenario, I don't know how valuable those first round picks we've gotten for a couple of our, our trades in the past. I don't know how valuable they are to this team, but I guess we'll see as the time progresses here. But Miles Turner has been in trade rumors for at least the past three or four seasons. And I know that he spoke about like, he's just used to it at this point. And I think, it, you know, he's never requested a trade from Indiana or never said anything that he doesn't want to be in Indiana. Um, I would not be surprised, though, if Indiana decided to move on from Miles Turner um, with some term he has left on his contract. Uh, Turner makes a lot of sense for the Nets. The seven-footer has been a coveted big man amongst NBA trade proposals to the Indiana Pacers. He could bring a versatile defensive presence and his league-leading shot-blocking ability to Brooklyn's already deep lineup. Brooklyn could have an insane starting lineup. I mean, think about this lineup when I read it to you. Kyrie Irving, Seth Curry, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, Miles Turner. That is an elite starting five that is one of, if not the best in the Eastern Conference, and certainly one of the best starting fives in the NBA right there, like intimidation-wise. And bringing in Miles Turner, that would be, as I mentioned last week, that would be best-case scenario when it comes to filling out the starting center position and honestly having Claxton come off the bench you know to replace Miles Turner when he needs a break is honestly a pretty good one as well and I think that Claxton obviously wants to prove himself that he's an NBA starting caliber center but at the same time the Nets know that they definitely need to upgrade it and uh, they have not been the same since they made the James Harden trade and had to deal Jared out and we know what the funk has been able to do since he left uh, Brooklyn and has been playing in Cleveland. And now with, you know, getting Donovan Mitchell, that <laughs> just makes that Cleveland team that much more tougher to play against and much better in general. So the Nets obviously are trying to round out their lineup and go from there. I do know that they have uh, officially announced that they had signed uh, Markeith Morris. Uh, also, obviously, um, Watanabe, they already announced anyway. But uh, now it's about just trying to figure out uh, – Figure out the situation. So would I love to see the Nets go after Miles Turner? Yes. And I think that considering a lot of people see Seth Curry as a better option three-point shooting-wise than Joe Harris, I hate to say it, and I love Joe Harris, and I don't want them to get rid of him, but I feel like the Nets would end up 
having to get rid of him. Although I did mention, and I've seen several times, the Nets have two of the top three best overall three-point shooters in NBA history with Joe Harris and Seth Curry on their team. I mean, that's incredible three-point shooting uh, talent that you have. Um, and maybe the Nets just feel like that they you know, can move on from it. And the only reason why I say Seth Curry over Joe Harris is that Joe Harris has term and Seth Curry is going to be on an expiring deal. Now, that might be why Indiana doesn't make the move because they say, well, Seth Curry will probably just leave us at the end of the year. Why would we take him? They'd probably prefer Joe Harris because he has term. It can be a part of that young um, that young Pacers team. But like uh, like Winfield said, it's more of just, I guess we'll see what happens and see if the Nets are willing to do it and how they're going to orchestrate a trade. Um, but it's it's possible. I would love it. I think it would be an absolutely phenomenal move. He's been rumored to the Nets for like at least two years now, and uh, you know we'll we'll see if Sean Marks uh, pushes forward with a potential trade to acquire um, the very talented Miles Turner from from Indiana. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, everyone, yes, Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly even if your team loses. So, for an example, if the Giants, for some reason, I don't even know how, are up by 10 points and then get demolished 50-10, to 10, you still end up getting paid instantly if you bet money on the Giants to lead by 10 at any point during the game. That's a win-win situation, unless you're the Giants. But anyway, <laughs> um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So now we'll shift to kind of a fun thing um, that I saw that I felt like would be kind of cool to talk about here on this podcast episode is the Nets NBA 2K23 ratings. NBA 2K, obviously, the uh, the very popular basketball video game that's available on PlayStation, Xbox. You guys, most of you guys who listen to this podcast episode know what I'm talking about. Um, and every year, you're always curious to see what the ratings are. And NBA NBA 2K uh, a couple of days ago actually put out their initial ratings for some of the top players in the NBA. And when you look at the Nets, their big three of KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons, uh, Kevin Durant remains at a 96. And Kyrie Irving, despite only playing 29 games last season, is actually up in overall from 91 to 92, which obviously is not like a big rating, but it is interesting how Kyrie moved up despite only playing uh, less than 30 games. Ben Simmons, despite not playing at all, remains at the same rating he had last year at 84. And I guess it's just basically because like he didn't do anything to kind of change the ratings from regards to playing because he didn't play. Uh, overall, Katie is part of a five-way tie for second highest rating in 2K behind Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is registered at a 97. So nobody is ranked higher than 97 on 2K. It's kind of interesting. Uh, KD, LeBron James, Joel Embiid, Steph Curry, and Nikola Jokic are all at 96. Irving is in a four-way tie for 10th 
with James Harden, Anthony Davis, and Jimmy Butler. And Simmons is in the top 50. He ranks at number 46. And I know that KD had uh, reached out to Ronnie2k on Twitter and said that it was BS that KD was not a 99. Um, I do know that Shannon Sharp from uh, Undisputed said that, oh, 99 overalls don't get swept in the first round of the playoffs. And to an extent, I do agree with that, so I can understand it. We obviously know how talented Kevin Durant is. And I think if KD had stayed fully healthy and you saw the way that he was playing before he got hurt against New Orleans and playing at an MVP level, and he probably would have won MVP, I think his rating would be higher. Maybe he'd be the highest in, in, the, uh, in the game right now. But that is not the case. He's tied for the second highest ranking, which is still very, very good. He's in the upper echelon with all of the other, you know, super talented players we have in the NBA. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. It's just a 2K rating. I did know that the Brooklyn Nets Twitter account did reply to that tweet that Katie put out. And uh, they had a video where they flipped the six over to a nine to make it 99 overall. So I guess the Nets... Um, uh, social media is trying to get into the good graces again uh, with Kevin Durant. So uh, I don't know if he saw it or reacted to it, um, but I just thought that was funny. Now, as far as the Nets uh, ratings for their players as a whole, I'll quickly go through the list for you guys. So again, Kevin Durant at a 96, Kyrie Irving at a 92, Ben Simmons at 84, TJ Warren comes in at 82, Nick Claxton and Seth Curry both at 78. You have Joe Harris at 76 overall. Cam Thomas and Edmund Sumner are both at 75. Royce O'Neal and De'Ron Sharp each at 74. Patty Mills at 73. And then Kessler Edwards, Markeith Morris, and David Duke Jr. are all 72. I personally think that Markeith should have been a little bit higher, maybe 74 or even 75. 72, making him one of the lowest rated tied for with Kessler and David Duke, young guys, for the lowest ranking on the team. Again, I know it's just a, a video game and it's not a big deal, but there are players in the NBA who take great exception to it because they feel that if they're ranked too low, that it's a slap in the face to them as a player. But he also could be used as just, you know, extra motivation. And as I've mentioned before, you're getting a very motivated Nets team going into next season with a lot of guys trying to come and improve themselves and showcase, you know, how good they actually are or getting back to a level that they were really good at. So, yeah, you know, the Nets obviously have uh, they have four guys that are 80 or above, two guys that are 90 or above, um, and then they have about one, two, three, four, five guys or five, and you add on the four. So you have nine guys above a 75. So you have a, you still have a very, very good team. Um, and like I, we just mentioned in the first topic, you get Miles Turner, you're probably getting uh, another guy that might be pushing towards 90, probably a high 80 overall somewhere. I don't know off the top of my head what uh, Miles Turner's ranking is, rating is in NBA 2K, but I just thought it'd be kind of something to share with you guys. And uh, as always, let me know what you guys think of these rankings. Do you agree, disagree? Things like that, you know, let me know at Bridge to Nets on Twitter and also on Instagram at Bridge to Nets. And um, don't be afraid also to leave a comment um, on the episode. So when you see and you can leave a comment, make sure to leave a comment as well and let me know what you think. You know that uh, I love interacting with you guys and talking as much as possible because as always, this podcast is for the fans by a fan, yours truly. So yeah, the uh, NBA 2K ratings are released for the Nets. And uh, we'll see how high a lot of these guys can get their ranking up as the season progresses. I got a story to tell you. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of One Republic and Coldplay, my two favorite bands 
100% of my lifetime. And it's been great. And one reason it's been great to listen to them, other than the fact that they are great bands, is because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable, and they will not budge. Trust me, I've tried. They do not budge at all. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder why Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. And they have a bunch of additional features. One example is noise isolation. This is something that we all crave. We want to block out as much of the outside noise as possible, whether we're listening to music, podcasts, audiobooks, whatever. Raycon offers great noise isolation, and also three customizable sound profiles just to give you the right, almost perfect level of noise that you want to have in your earbuds. Honestly, guys, Raycon is the best earbud company out there, and you guys got to check out this offer that we have for you. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. An offer you don't want to miss out on. So, the last thing I wanted to talk about here on this edition of the Bridge to the Nets podcast is once again talking about Carmelo Anthony and whether or not it makes sense for the Nets to sign him and does it make sense for Melo to come here. And if I'm and if you remember, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that Kevin Durant has reportedly expressed a lot of interest and has reached out to Melo about coming here and signing with the Nets. Uh, Melo also did meet with the Boston Celtics this past week and um you know, when you look at the the odds, especially from DraftKings, the Nets are currently the second highest um, likely place that he ends up going. Uh, Boston right now is the highest. And I know for Knicks fans, uh, it, it would be not great either way, whether he went to, to Boston or the Nets, if he were to win a championship there, um, considering he couldn't get it done with the Knicks. So let me read you a little bit from... Uh, from this article that I found talking about, you know, potentially doesn't make sense for Mello to come to Brooklyn. So reports have surfaced indicating that Durant may be in favor of Brooklyn signing Carmelo Anthony. However, another reporter hinted that Nets management does not share their superstar's enthusiasm for the idea. And I think a lot of it has to do with reputation that Mello has um, um, kind of given to himself over the last couple of years, where sometimes he's not totally thrilled with coming off the bench. Although you've seen in the last two years that he's been more willing to do so, especially when he's been uh, with the Lakers. And I feel like personally, at this point in Melo's career, I think he definitely needs to accept that in order for him to win a championship, he has to have a much more, I don't want to say diminished role, but a less role than what he's had in years past in order to join a really, really good team that could give him a really good chance. And although obviously the Nets haven't even reached the conference finals since Katie and Kyrie have uh, gotten to Flatbush, at the same time, they do give you a very high you know, opportunity to do so. Same thing with the Celtics, obviously. I get it and some other teams out there. But 
I don't know how many teams are really expressing a whole lot of interest in signing Melo, who is uh, 37, I believe, at the time of this recording. So he's pretty up there in age, but he could still relatively play well. Like I said, create some small ball lineups, you know, if you want to play that type of way. He could still shoot the ball relatively well and give you, you know, 10, 11 points off the bench. And uh, he's also pretty aggressive when it comes to rebounding, uh, as you've seen from those clips where he just yells at people and uh, cusses them out as he tries to get the rebound. Um, and that's something that I've mentioned before, the Nets need to get better at rebounding the basketball. And I think Melo can certainly do that. Um, so the article continues to go. So does an Anthony signing make sense for the Nets? When assessing Brooklyn's roster, the Nets currently have 12 players who are locks to make the team. Marquise Morris could soon join that group, and he uh, certainly did, with the veteran likely to make the cut. And there's a good, I think that there's a very good chance Markeith makes the team out of camp, but you never know. Uh, that leaves Brooklyn with two of its 15 standard roster spots for the season opener. Ed, or season open, excuse me. Edmund Sumner and Yuta Watanabe are on the bubble. Sumner's deal is partially guaranteed. Well, Watanabe signed an, an exit an Exhibit 9 contract, effectively a camp invite. Brooklyn could opt to fill both of those spots before camp or leave one open at the start of the season to address it in the coming months. At his advanced age, Carmelo Anthony's value lies as a floor spacer. He also provides a safety valve when you need a bucket late in the shot clock. While teams can always use more shooting off the bench, the Nets do not have a pressing need for floor spacers at forward with Joe Harris, Royce O'Neal, and TJ Warren already complimenting KD. And again, as we just mentioned before, talking about Miles Turner, if the Nets at some point prior to training camp or whatever make a move to acquire Miles Turner, that will obviously require getting rid of at least one of Joe Harris, maybe somebody else as well. And that could leave more of an opening for Melo to come here. Um, I think for Melo, it's going to be about fit. I think it's going to be about, you know, what type of relationship he can have with the players that he's with. And also a team that gives him one of the higher chances of competing for a championship and getting that coveted championship that uh, has uh, not been able to come into the grasps of the man they name Mello. So at the end of the day, I think that it would be a welcoming uh, addition to the team. And uh, again, you know, look, at the end of the day, he is a wing player. And as Katie's mentioned before, it, the NBA is much more of a wing game. So the Nets would do it. I, I think the Nets would look at it from that perspective, but I can understand the Nets management not feeling comfortable with the personality that Melo has brought before. And, you know, the last thing the Nets want to do is create more drama if there ends up being one with Melo being there. Um, and Melo obviously would be one of the older players on the team, one of the older veterans on the team, considering how long he's been in the league. Um, but at the same time, he just wants to win. And, uh, you know, I know the Nets at a lot of the time uh, will usually listen to Kevin Durant and do the things that Kevin Durant wants to do. But I think you could you can clearly see the Nets are trying to take a little bit more control back. We saw that with this whole saga throughout the summer with Katie, you know, demanding to be traded and all that stuff. That the Nets are going to do what's right by the organization and what's right right for the team instead of just doing whatever Katie or Kyrie or whoever says for them to do from a player's perspective. But it's still possible, and I think that the Nets will definitely heavily consider this. Uh, they've been relatively quiet when it comes to going after a bunch of things. They may also just be seeing where the, the landscape of the NBA goes in the next couple of weeks as we get closer to training camp. Um, like, it's, like it said in the article that it could be the Nets are waiting for, you know, 
they not necessarily waiting. They're more looking for, you know, a chance to maybe, you know, fill someone that, that definitely is going to make the team or that they might leave it open for, you know, down the road type of thing. So a lot of this stuff is speculation. A lot of it is just talking points, but it is also interesting to kind of, you know, bring them up and kind of create sort of a discussion between myself and obviously you guys that are listening to this podcast episode. So just like with the, you know, Miles Turner situation, the Miles Turner trade rumors, as well as the 2K ratings, let me know what you guys think. You know, would you want to see Melo in Brooklyn? Do you think he fits in well with the team? You know, do you think personality wise, it's going to be okay and it won't cause any drum? And as far as just can he contribute to this team, do you think it's a good move? So again, let me know on Twitter at Bridge to Nets and also on Instagram at Bridge, Bridge to Nets. And don't forget to leave a comment on the podcast as well if you get the opportunity. So again, a lot of speculation. We'll see how things transpire over the next couple of weeks and see how the roster shapes up prior to the start of training camp.